Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Comic Ben Comic Book Podcast. I am your host, Theo, and this is going to be a reviews episode. We have three books lined up for you. First being Shadecraft, number two from Joe Henderson, the second being Once in Future, issue 18 from Karen Gillian with Dan Moore on art. And the final book being the second issue of Keanu Reeves and Matt Kent's Berserker. So before we get into our reviews, first of all, I want to thank you all from who reached out to me privately uh, with condolences and well wishes after the loss of my little brother. I truly appreciate that, and I'm pretty sure he's looking down, and he appreciates those those kind words as well. But before we get into our reviews, let's let's look at some news. So in the past week or so, the big publishers have put out their solicits for the month of July. And I'm not going to go through all the solicits, of course, that'll take forever. So with the solicits being out now, that means that we are going to be getting a new issue of the previews catalog and as you listen to uh, this podcast it will be out it comes out on this Wednesday so by the time the episode drops the latest catalog will be out which also means uh, that we'll be putting together another previews episode for you to view where you'll get an idea of some of the things that I'll be looking at and just some of the other books that might interest you from all of the comic publishers but just to look at a few books that truly grab my attention from the uh from the publishers over at dc uh, we'll be getting the first issue of static static season one which is of course written by uh vida ayala and it has it's gonna have a some old school and new school covers. Uh, the old school cover is going to be by Sean Martinborough, and the new school variant is going to be by Nicholas Dripper Ivy. That is going to be coming out in the month of July from DC Comics. Also, and this is the one that's big for me, it's going to be Batman Urban Legends. This is going to be the fifth issue of that series, and it is. It is going to have stories, of course, it's going to continue the Red Hood story that's been going on since issue one. But the story that I am going to be all over is the backup story with the Batgirls, with Stephanie Brown and Cassandra Kane, And that's going to be a story by Marguerite Bennett. But... The, the other thing that is really, really grabbing my attention is going to be the variant cover that is being drawn by Mimi Yoon, which also features Stephanie Brown and Cassandra Kane in their Batgirls costumes. So that is going to be released on July 13th from DC, but I'm definitely picking up that issue with that cover. Uh, it looks absolutely stunning. Uh, I know there have been some complaints with how uh, Steph and Cats look on on that cover, but it's absolutely a beautiful cover, and I'll definitely be picking it up. Uh, the other thing from DC that I am also going to be uh, interested in getting is two books, actually. One being continuing story with Selena Kyle and, and 
Father Valley over in Catwoman from Rom V. Uh, that's going to be issue 33. So I'll be definitely picking that copy up. Again, Rom V has just made a true believer out of me when it comes to Catwoman. Again, that's no disrespect for, uh, no disrespect to Joelle Jones, but what Ron V has been doing since he's come on the book at the end of Joker War has been absolutely amazing, and he hasn't skipped a beat with how good he's been writing this book. Over at Marvel, Marvel doesn't have much other than the usual stuff that I normally pick up, which is primarily Amazing Spider-Man as well as, as well as a few of the X books. The X books, of course, uh, that I pick up is Marauders and X-Men, and they're going to be continuing or at least con- concluding the Hellfire Gala. And you know, as we go into July, we'll be looking at the aftermath of that event. So I'll definitely be again picking up my usual X books with X Men as well as Marauders. Uh, there's a pretty cover that's going to be coming out for Marauders uh, that has the Black Queen and the White Queen Emma Frost on it. Uh, that cover is by Russell Dodderman. Uh, and they're also going to have a variant cover that hasn't been announced. The others haven't been announced yet, but I'll definitely be getting that main cover from Russell Dodderman. Over at Image, uh, Image has their solicits out for the month of July as well. And again, I'm I'm not going to be going through all of these. Of course, I'll be covering everything in in more detail when we do our uh, our previews episode but ready black will be continuing its great run from from kyle higgins uh who's going to be uh co-writing the issue with cherish chin uh that's going to be the sixth issue being released on july 21st but also noctera number five and again i've been pleasantly surprised by this book again admittedly i am not a huge fan of scott snyder and i originally picked up the book simply because of the art from tony daniels and colors from timmy moray but the story has not been bad at all so i will give credit where credit is due and uh i'll definitely be picking that up with noctera issue five uh also coming out in the month of july we're going to be getting the weekly issues of Skybound X. And so what Skybound X is, is basically an anthology series, more or less, from the guys over at Skybound. And for those of you who don't know, Skybound is the uh, imprint started by Robert Kirkman of Walking Dead Invincible fame. Uh, So they're going to be doing a weekly book. Uh, It's going to come out every week of July and the first week of August. But those are now being, uh, you'll be able to solicit those in this upcoming previews catalog. Uh, So I will be definitely be picking that up. Again, it's going to be an anthology series that's going to focus on Rick Grimes 2000 from The Walking Dead. And it's going to be looking uh, at some other stories from the guys over at Skybound, uh, including Joshua Williamson, Chip Zdowski, uh, a few issues also going to have 
uh, Brandon Thomas, who again becoming one of my favorite favorite writers in comics right now. So that'll also be coming out in the month of July. And then the final book uh, that I'm going to be looking at for Image. Uh, again, everything will be covered more in the previews episode. But the final book that I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna touch upon today from Image is going to be uh, Shadecraft number five from Joe Henderson and, and Lee Garbert, uh, which continues their great new series. Looking at Zadie Lou and the life that she's going through now with the shadows coming after her as well as the shadow of her brother who's intent on protecting her. So that's going to be coming out July 21st over at Image Comics. Then Boom Studios also put out their solicits. I know the one book that I'm definitely going to be looking at and and waiting on it's going to be uh, Seven Secrets from Tom Taylor. Again, that's been a great series. Thanos seems excited about it as well. Thanos being my cat that you may or may not hear in the background. But uh, Seven Secrets is going to be on issue number 10 from Tom Taylor. Berserker uh, will be doing an advanced solicit. Uh, It's going to be doing an advanced solicit for volume 1, which is going to cover issues 1 through 4 of Berserker. Again, that's Keanu Reeves and Matt Kent's book with art by Ron Gawney. So again, that's all I'm going to cover with regards to solicits. Again, uh, come back in a few weeks and uh, listen in as we do the full previews episode here at the Comic Ben Comic Book Podcast. Finally, in the news, Marvel announced that they are going to be doing a new life story series. Uh, if you can remember, there was a life story series for Spider-Man a few years ago where it basically brought you through the decades and it actually allowed uh, Spider-Man to age up and it looked at life for him as he grew through time over the decades. So this new one is going to be with the Fantastic Four. Uh, It's going to be written by Mark Russell, art by Sean Izask. Sorry if I'm, I'm pronouncing that name wrong. But that book is actually coming out next month in May on the 19th from Marvel Comics. And again, it's going to start out issue one. It's going to be the 1960s. And again, we'll be getting... A uh, decades by decades uh, look at the first family of comics again. Fantastic Four, Life Story number one, May nineteenth from Marvel Comics. They actually have a small preview of the first issue on their website over at Marvel dot com. So if you have an interest and don't mind being spoiled, go ahead and and, and take a look at that. It was it was nice for what I saw. I'm not quite certain if I will be reading this, but the life stories it was a, there was a lot of success with life stories for Spider-Man, and so now they're going to be taking another crack at it again with the first family of comics, the Fantastic Four. So the 
virtual event known as DC Fandom is back. Uh, DC announced today on their Twitter page that the replacement of their typical appearance at in-person comic conventions uh, will be back for a second year. DC Fandom will take place in October this year October the 16th and as before it will probably be a 24-hour period where you'll be able to see uh, some live and pre-recorded panels and events covering the areas of film TV comic books and video games all from a deep DC perspective so again DC fandom returns October 16th and that is the news so let's get into our reviews for this episode uh, this episode will be covering Shadecraft number two from image and Berserker number two and once in future number 18 both from boom studios uh, so being that this episode typically drops on Fridays. Uh, this will be a spoiler-filled uh, review of these books. So if you have not read them yet and you don't want to be spoiled, go ahead and, and stop this episode and, and come back after you've taken the chance, the opportunity to go ahead and, and read those books and then come back and uh, hear my thoughts on them. So with that, we're going to go over the spoiler wall and get into our reviews starting first with Shadecraft number two Shadecraft number two written by Joe Henderson art by Lee Garbert colors by Antonio Fabella so let's play a little catch up first uh, for those who may not have read the first issue the the premise of Shadecraft centers around Zadie Lu, uh, a teenage girl going through life as a teenage girl in high school, who also lives with her family and, and her brother, who just so happens to be in a coma from a bad car accident apparently the hospital feels they've done all that they could so her brother who goes by the name of Ricky uh, is, is home and is basically being taken care of by Zadie's mom while her dad works so before his accident and again I'm, I'm basically referring back to the first issue uh, Ricky uh, is one of the cool kids. He's quite popular, and and Zadie is sometimes picked on, uh, being the little sister of the popular kid. And so now that Ricky is going through this situation with his coma, she continues to be quite unpopular uh, not because Ricky is Ricky is a popular kid and she's the sister of the popular kid but now uh, the problem seems to be you know she's 
Tacoma kid's sister, so, you know, she continues to be picked on in school. Uh, well, Zadie, for lack of better words now, is afraid of her shadow uh, because, you know, after kissing one of her best friends, thinking that the feeling would be mutual, uh, it seemed that shadows were chasing her and chased her all the way home, uh, including one night while out in the woods where she's attacked by this shadow only to be protected by another shadow who tells her to run and you know protects her until they're able to scare this shadow monster away uh, and in the end she realizes that the shadow that's protecting her is Ricky her brother the brother that's in the coma uh, his spiritual self per se is attached to her in the form of her shadow but it's it's actually the consciousness of her older brother so that that kind of takes us through what occurs in issue number one so issue number two pretty much picks up from there so issue two picks up right after these events the events of of issue number one where Zadie realizes that Ricky is alive uh, in the form of her shadow and and the next day she's waking up to being grounded by her parents for being out in the woods late that night uh, that night before so those two and and originally and and initially not originally but initially uh, the story starts off pretty slow because it's it's pretty much Ricky and Zadie just communicating back and forth about how this might have come about and what could be the cause of it and uh, you know it was a little funny she you know asked well did you try jumping back into your body you know pretty much pulling uh, a possession line or a possession uh story to say hey how about repossessing your own body and of course uh, Ricky tried that as well but again the initial part of this issue starts out a little slow so what you see is Henderson is taking his time uh, building up the story plot building up the characters for what we are going to get at the end of the issue and so um, we see that Sadie and Ricky in the construct of the shadow are bonded you know Ricky is her shadow so in essence Ricky can't leave uh, or stay at home while Sadie's at school when Sadie's at school Ricky's there with her and as a shadow he, 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 he does have some fun while he's there but eventually Sadie is called to the office where she is introduced to a new counselor who already has a little bit, who already knows a little bit of her history with regards to being 
scared of her shadow and knowing the history of Ricky's accident that caused him to be in the coma, be in a coma. But Ricky is unsure about this counselor and he 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 actually sees that she is carrying a gun and so just for reference uh, the counselor's name is Angela uh, but he sees that Angela is carrying a gun in her office desk so that there bewilders him but it interests it draws interest from Zadie once she finds out about it, causing her to come back to the school after hours to try to see what's behind this this mysterious new guidance counselor, a school counselor who who is concerned about Zadie's well-being. Now, a few things that can be quite confusing. Uh, so first. Again, Ricky is a construct. It's in the form of the construct of Zaley's shadow. So, of course, he can be seen, but he's seen as her shadow. Of course, nobody can hear Ricky as he talks to Zaley, but Zaley. But it is confusing in some of the pages where, you know, there's a few panels where uh, one of the bullies or one of the females who have been who have been who has been bullying Zadie goes and uh Ricky goes and gives her a horse's ass of a shadow and you know all of this is caught on on video by someone else who is uh, basically accompanying her and trying to set Zadie up in a way but then in another panel uh when Zadie is meeting with Angela, the school counselor. Again, Ricky is is not only messing around behind Angela, you know, doing rabbit ears, so on and so forth, but he actually makes eyeglass rims and, and other funny images in front of Angela. And it's just weird that, you know, she can't see these things happening. So a couple of things do throw you off a little bit. But again, you know, Zadie's concerned that there's more to Angela's story than what she's telling. And so after school is over and dinner is done, she and Ricky head back to the school where... You know, she attempts to go through Angela's desk to find this gun that Ricky claims that she has, but the gun isn't there. You know, so she is wondering whether or not Ricky actually pulled a ruse on her. But as they go to leave, they are confronted by Angela, who is standing there holding a gun. So now we have Zadie who is being held up by a gun by the school counselor who is said to have wanted to help her. And in the end we see again this is this is how good on Henderson and how he builds up the issue from from the start to finish. Uh you know, and we find that not only is Angela pointing the gun 
at Zadie, but she is actually pointing the gun beyond Zadie, and she's pointing the gun beyond Zadie because she actually see the shadow monsters that are coming after Zadie. So you you see at the end in that final panel as the issue ends, you know she's telling Zadie, "Hey, the shadows are coming for you." So again, this this is just great work from Henderson in writing this issue. Again, it did start a little slow, but boy, did it pick up. And, and again, you get this reveal at the end where it's not just Zadie who can see the shadow monsters, but Angela does as well, which again makes you wonder whether or not she can see Ricky also. So we'll see how that how that plays out once the third issue comes out. But before before moving on, I can't go without expressing just how good Lee Garbert's art is and how great it is to have him as well as Antonio Fabella back during the colors. Uh, again, this is the original team from Skywood, uh, which came out a few years ago, and we all know how how good that story turned out to be. It was nominated for Nizer uh, for Best New Series, and uh, it's good to see th- these two guys work very well together, uh, Lee Garbutt and Antonio Fabella, and the way that they are able, you, you have the perfect blend of of bright colors as well as those dark tones when they're needed as the shadow monsters approach and how and clear distinctions between Ricky uh, as well as the shadow monsters towards the end but again this is again great artwork big fan of Lee Garbert, uh going back to when he was on uh, Stephanie, ba- Stephanie Brown's Batgirl run so uh, Shadecraft number two from image comics so let's focus let's let's go ahead and discuss uh berserker number two and uh just to catch you all up if you haven't read the first issue uh this is the comic uh published by boom studios written by matt kent and keanu reeves and it focuses on the character that is just plainly known as B. B seems to be immortal uh, and gets shot up and he does a whole bunch of killing in issue one. It's a very graphic, very gory book. And as you get to the end of the first issue, we see B recuperating from his injuries while speaking with a doctor who is taking care of him. But uh, we see that by the end of the issue, B acknowledges that he is starting to remember more and more about his past. And he now remembers the fact that he can can remember his birth more than 80,000 years ago. And so that's how that issue ends with uh, B realizing and recognizing his past and uh, remembering his birth. So now again, we go on into issue two, and issue two, again, co-written by Keanu Reeves and Matt Kent, art by Ron Gawney, with colors by Bill Crabtree. So, 
if you were expecting to see the gore and the violence let up in the pages of issue two, you're going to be quite disappointed. Again, this this book beautifully drawn, but boy, is it gory. So in issue two, we get to see a little bit of B's past, you know, his his birth and how he remembers from his mother how he came to be uh, as a gift from the gods uh, who impregnated his mother and, and thus he comes into the world. But it is interesting to see that it is in his nature of how he is as a as a being that he is just violent by nature. He just has to kill. There's this urge that builds up inside of him that that at some point he just can't control. And he just goes on a killing spree. He kills animals. At one point, he even kills his own teacher who, you know, has taught him to, you know, try to hone his skills. Uh, but his ability to be immortal and be impervious to to pain um, comes at a price. So, you know, he protects his family. He protects his clan from the invading tribes that, that comes every season. But it comes at a big, at a big price. He is just, he is a violent person who just has to kill uh, no matter what you know whether it's an animal that that's near him or even a, a, another human being so and so as issue two ends we still are left with some of the same questions that we may have you may have seen or you may have had at the end of issue one uh, and so we see just like in issue one uh, several times in issue one we see the doctor uh, inject B with some type of uh, medication something uh, they call it protocol uh, and she claims that it is something that she is hoping will allow him to regain uh, more and more of his memories. Uh, I, I don't think that B necessarily believes that that to be the case, uh, you know, because he's just thinking back of his history of being poked and prodded and tested by uh, American uh, scientists who are trying to learn more and more about who he is and how he came to be as uh, as this in, immortal being and uh, you know all B wants he, he just wants a way to where he can die he, he wants to be mortal he doesn't want to be this this godlike being, and uh, this doctor who is who is talking to him, you know, she is promising that you know they're going to use this protocol and these tests to figure out a way to make that happen. But it also looks like, uh, as we can see from 
issue number one uh, that they're getting what they want out of BS well not just from the standpoint of of taking out um, enemies of the United States but also uh, looking at a way that they can perhaps clone him and make super soldiers for themselves Um, so again this is an interesting story it is not a story for the lighthearted. It is not a story for uh, the kiddos to pick up and read. It is it is very violent, very gory. Uh, B is a very violent person. And as he go into what he and the doctor call berserker, uh, which is that that point where he just he just goes uh, ballistic in having to tear someone apart um, it's just I mean Ron Gawney does a hell of a job of, of just highlighting and, and, and just illustrating the, the amount of gore and the violence that the character has you know not just as a grown person but even as a child even as an infant uh you could see where he he gets you know violent and bites his mother's breast as he's nursing so you know from Bert, b is a a violent violent individual but uh I do recommend this book again. Um, it's it's good thus far. It leaves a lot of questions that's going to need to be answered uh, before it's all said and done for. So that is Berserker issue two from Boom Studios. All right, last book for this episode. Once in future, number eighteen. Just a quick cliff notes. Uh, basically, King Arthur has been brought back to life in an effort to reclaim the English throne for the Brits. And uh, he's in a monster form. He uh, goes up against our heroes, Duncan and his grandmother with the assist of Duncan's wannabe girlfriend, I guess we can call that, Rose. And, you know, they use magic and things of that nature to battle the king uh, and defeat him some in some ways and he, Galahad is brought back and Merlin comes back he brings uh, Beowulf who does stuff as well and we get now to the end of, of this arc in issue 18 and they are battling uh, for the grail which Arthur wants to use to make himself whole again and uh, things don't go as well so again issue 18 written by Karen Gillan art by the great Dan Mora colors by Tamara Bunvillain and so we see these guys and they're they're battling back and forth and and Gran and um, Duncan you know they have their guns and they're flying around on the dragon you know, battling Galahad, who is uh, attempting to regain and and get get a hold of the Grail, uh, and of course Merlin is is of course there, and he's he's not doing much. He's more of an observer, but 
again, this book has been great. It's so we see as we now get to issue 18 with just how good Karen Gillan is at establishing a story for the long haul. Because remember, this this was supposed to be a miniseries. This book should have been ended after, I believe, issue six, and then it became a full series. And so he has been able to truly develop a great story in these pages, and and, and the adventure has not dropped off. And we see that as they're able to escape Camelot, and other world and return home the battle isn't over you know they may think that it's over but it's not because Arthur's plan has you know come back and uh, has worked and he has been able to take full form and return to his monstrous self and continue his trek for the unification of his kingdom and the and the expulsion of the Anglo-Saxons from from his world, and it's done on live TV as he decapitates the prime minister. So again, so issue eighteen is the last of this arc. It's the last that we're going to be getting from uh, Once in Future. For a few months, it's going on hiatus and is expected back uh, sometime in August. And we'll be seeing that in the in the next few months when uh, once those solicits come out. But again, I can't express enough how good Dan Morris art is in this issue and has been throughout this entire run. Uh, and I've been I've been reading this book from the first issue and he has never dropped off the the quality has never dropped off and you can you can thank Tamara Bunvillain for really exemplifying how good his art is with the colors that she lays over it but this is a great book and and I guess you know if there is an upside I can still see some of Dan Moore's work over on uh, Detective Comics as he's worked on Detective Comics. And yeah, this book is so good. If you you haven't had a chance to read Once in Future, I believe Volume 1 is out already, uh, which is that first arc, which should have been the first, which should have been the entire miniseries, is out from Boom. Please pick it up. Take a look. It is it is a great story, and and what you see in in all eighteen issues is just how good Karen Gillan is at at developing a story that really should have ended a long time ago, and the quality has not dropped off. So, I will be looking forward to when Once in Future returns in August. But I would imagine that during this time, if you if you haven't had a chance to pick it up and, and, and read a few issues now, you know, between now and its return in, in August would be a great time for you to go ahead and, and catch up on it. Once in future, Boom Studios. And as we close things out for 
this episode, let me just say this week was a was a week of some very good books. A lot of nice releases from several of the publishers for this week. I want to take a look at least for the site's top picks of the week. Go head over to the site and, and find out what they were. Uh, my book of the week, without a doubt, was Detective Comics from Mariko Tamaki and again, the great Dan Moore. She has, Mariko Tamaki has really grabbed the reins of Detective Comics and is really, really taken off with it. I am loving what she has been doing since we've come back for Future State. You know, there were some who, who had concern of where the story was going to be going, but she is really, she is really taken uh, Batman by the reins and, and it's really taken off with it. And the, I, I do have to mention the backup story that she does with Huntress. It's absolutely phenomenal. So again, that is my book of the week, Detective Comics, number 1035. Uh, also be on the lookout. Also this week was Robin number one from Joshua Williamson. Also another good first issue for my boy Damien, who is now back in his own book. Also out, Abbott, uh, 1973 from Saladin Ahmed and Boom Studios. It's the penultimate issue. So take a look out for that as well. And uh, James Tynion is starting a new arc in the Department of Truth. This is issue eight, but it's the start of a new jump on point. So if you haven't been keeping up with the Department of Truth, now would be a good time to do so. And then finally, Batman, black and white. This is issue five, also the penultimate of the latest volume of the black and white series. This was very good. This could have been my book of the week had it not been been for Detective Comics and I was very impressed with these stories and especially those that were done by names that you would you would usually know as artists and pencilers. Three stories, one by Lee Weeks, one by Jorge Jimenez, and then the other uh, by Jamal Campbell. That Jamal Campbell story with Nightwing was absolutely phenomenal. Again, this could have been my book of the week had not had it not been for Detective. So again, a lot of great books out this week for you to check out. Take a look at the website to see what our picks are and visit a local comic shop near you and, 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 and pick them up and enjoy them. So that is going to do it for this episode of the comic Ben comic book podcast uh next week next week we are going to be doing previews we'll be doing previews for the month of july uh, so i will have my catalogs out and ready and we'll be going through the pages of the various previews catalogs to see what's coming out and what i'll be picking up and just some other things that might be of interest to you so thank you once again for listening in to the Comic Bin Comic Book Podcast. Until next time, enjoy those comics. <laughs>